Welcome back to The Path. I am your host, Luke Hastings at Narrowway Man on Instagram. And guys, we are continuing the trend of talking about dating. It was an accident. I didn't really mean to start going on this dating rampage. But between uh, Mike Pantile's last episode and the one today and the one next week and the ones that I have planned, it's going to be a lot of dating relationship stuff, which, hey, why not? It's a good topic. It's a fun topic. It's a relevant topic. Today is part one of a two-parter with Mel New of If You Know, You Know Dating. Her handles will be linked in the show notes, so you can be sure to give her a follow, as I'm sure you will want to after hearing her insights. We talk about both sides of the ball, the male dating market, the female dating market, the do's and don'ts of both. Mel lives in San Diego and has kind of that big city experience. She's also a woman of virtue and not someone who is, you know, play in the field, if you will, applying biblical principles to her dating life and coaching. And that obviously shows through in this conversation full of really good tips that I'm sure you guys will enjoy. So without further ado, let's get into it. You know what? This is a hot take. And I'm still kind of working it out, but I have found that in the church, we, you know, there's like in purity culture and in the church in general, we always say like, obviously honor one another, especially in dating, which of course I'm, I'm hundred percent down for. And I also was like noticing, okay, who are the guys that girls like all have a crush on, right? Like in the church. And it's usually like the flirty guys. Right. Now, I feel like the flirty guys have gotten a bad rap of like, mm-hmm. oh, they're such a player. They just leave girls on. Now, keep in mind, these guys aren't like asking girls out or like kissing them. Well, for the guys, at least I'm talking to the men who aren't kissing, aren't getting physical, aren't, you know, maybe a little touchy, but whatever. And yeah. then it's the the guys who are like, don't flirt at all are like very intentional, like solid with you know their faith and stuff that girls are like, ah, I just don't feel it with him. So my hot take is maybe instead of telling guys to like stop flirting to like, you know, don't, don't, yeah, don't lead girls on and whatnot. Um, I think we should tell guys, Hey, if you are interested in a girl or curious about a girl flirt with her, now, if you know that she's not the one for you, don't flirt with her. Um, don't quote lead her on. But if you're not quite sure and you're kind of just exploring things, like there's nothing wrong with flirting and you can change your mind. You're allowed to do that. You don't have to necessarily clarify everything up front. And then yeah. on the girls end, and for guys too, because I've seen it go both ways. On the girls end, be like, hey, if this guy is like asking you to hang out and he's like t- texting you a lot and spending a lot of time with you, then it's your job to actually ask for clarity and be like, Hey, like I've really enjoyed hanging out with you and talking with you. Like I feel so good around you. Um, I just wanted to clarify, you know, what your intentions are. Boom. And then the guy has to say like, well, I I actually enjoy getting to know you or being like, Oh no, we're just friends. And then that's her cue to say, I'm going to remove myself from the situation because it always takes two to tango. If you don't respond to him, then you're not going to, it's not going to keep going forward. But I feel like we've almost told, we've told men to be like, don't flirt with anybody that you're not absolutely sure that you're going to want to date. And then- Because that's not protecting her heart. Exactly. (laughs) When in reality, that's teaching people to take on other people's emotions. And it's 
it's basically saying like the responsibility for somebody else's emotions is you and mm -hmm. vice versa. Um, but then we end up not liking those guys because we're not feeling any type of sexual tension or um, like arousal, not just like sexual arousal, but just stimulate like stimulating conversation and something that's a little bit more than platonic. And so yeah. that's been kind of my hot take lately. What are your thoughts on it? I 100% agree. You're, it's like you're saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't tell guys to friend zone themselves. That's exactly right? it. I could have just said it in three, like a sentence. Exactly. Well, they Then they do that because like in the guys I coach, you know, a lot of them are in this space of they're very good at restraining themselves. Yes. They've grown up in church and they have mastered the skill of restraint um, and they are afraid of their own aggression. They're afraid mm. of what being yes. assertive and taking action will do because maybe their dad was over aggressive or maybe mm. they have friends that were too aggressive and they got themselves in trouble and they don't want to become that. And so they're just going to restrain themselves and get friend zoned and just wait for romance to happen. It's like, no, it doesn't. Yes. And the girls don't feel anything with them. Right. And they're like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't seem like that. Like, yeah. And you know, it's interesting. I was like talking to a guy friend who's been friends for a long time. I've been friends with for a long time. And one night, I don't know. It was just like, our conversation was just a lot flirtier. And I was like, do I, do I have a crush on this man? Like, yeah. Wow. Something just shifted in, internally for me. And yeah. it, it was like, because we weren't just, it wasn't just so like proper and no, I'm not saying to like sext or, <laughs> or do anything like inappropriate, sure. but you know, like you can have a little bit more like flirty conversation and it, it for at least for a woman, it made me feel like feel something I never felt with him before. Yeah. And so I think that like, there's all these amazing Christian guys, but they've, they also don't have like any game and they haven't learned how to flirt because right. like you just said, they've restrained it from a really young age. So now yeah. that they are getting in their twenties, thirties and like, it's like, Hey, it's, it's time to spread your wings and flirt. You know, they're like, <laughs> I don't even know how to do that at this point. And they're yeah. like, they're like middle school boys coming into it for the first time. And they're awkward. And like, it was supposed to be a middle school. That was your time to like figure it out. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's tough. I remember I was my boldest with women at the ages of like 11 and 12 and 13 <laughs> until it got crushed. <laughs> and then I figured out like, Oh wait, I, I'm not supposed to do that. Cause that could lead all of these terrible places, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, Oh, I have to be really careful. I have to suppress it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what happens to a lot of young men is like age. It's usually like 10, 11, 12, 13 around those times. Like, Every boy thinks he's invincible. Every <laughs> every young man thinks he's on top of the world at that age. But mm. like, yeah, early teen years, when you really, when hormones start raging and you start to get confused and you start to try to follow the rules, mm. young men take one of two paths. It's either I'm going to follow the rules, play by play. And if you're a Christian and you grew up in the 90s and early 2000s, that means you're suppressing your sex drive. Yes. Or... I'm going to try to follow the rules for like, you know, six months, realize that I can't. And then I become the bad boy, black sheep of the family Double that line. consequently gets all the women. <laughs> right. But somehow all the girls like him. Right. That's because he's not suppressing his strength. Yes. So uh, exactly. Exactly. It's complicated. It is.
<laughs> Best of intentions for the guys who restrain their strength, but it doesn't work. It, yeah. we've, we've misfired on that one, unfortunately. Yeah. And I blame it in large part due to the recent development of modern dating. Like, mm -hmm. we don't know, like, we're not trained for this, like, mm -hmm. at all. Like the digital age? The di Well, yeah, and I, I would say it started even in, like, 70s, 80s, 90s, maybe before then. It's after World War II, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, first world countries decided, hey, wait a minute, let's not get married young. Oh, right. Let's let's wait and delay marriage until 20s and 30s or even longer. And yeah. for 99.9 .9 of human existence, that's not been the case. <laughs> right. Like our and bodies so are how, ready. How can we blame ourselves for being a little confused <laughs> on how all this is supposed to work? I That's how I see it. Oh, that's so true. That's so, so true. And I think you're hitting the nail on the head of, you know, the industrial revolution and that's when, you know, I'm in like a cohort, like a femininity cohort um, with like a married woman and just learning a lot from her. And um, she explains a lot about how women were taken like out of the homes and into like the factories and into the cities. Right. And so that takes away the covering of like a family and a father or older brothers or whatever. And then also yeah. with the invention of the car, then now we have people are even logistically able to go places by themselves right. with the opposite gender and then we bring in the the birth control pill and then yep. feminism now okay i'm I'm all about the first wave of, fe wave of feminism you know like women voting getting jobs yeah. like not being property of their husbands like i can get behind that yeah but then you know the more waves that we they bring it it actually oppresses women more and more right Ugh. and then we're into this place now that's just so confusing just to your point of like, well, what what are the right roles if women are earning just as much, if not more than men? Um, how can you logistically expect them to be the quote providers, um, especially when the competition of like there's more than half of women in the workforce? It just brings up these really interesting dilemmas that we really didn't have, you know, prior to that time. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you're in a femininity cohort. I think I would be too if I was a girl because <laughs> it's so complicated now, um, especially if you have been oh, yeah. well-educated and you're like somewhat ambitious. Mm. It's very easy to step into masculine energy as a young woman. Oh, yeah. And it makes dating a little bit confusing, especially when men are having trouble stepping into their masculinity too. Yeah. So... I don't blame you. How do you think that women sabotage themselves the most in dating? <laughs> oh, man. It depends on which women or woman we're talking about. There's a few different types of sabotaging behaviors. Okay. I'll go with um, like your classic worldly woman and then your classic like Christian woman. So with worldly women, a lot of times it's the hyper masculine, the ambitious, the I don't need a man. I'm fine. I can do it by myself. And then a man just doesn't feel needed. He doesn't feel respected. He doesn't feel desired. He doesn't feel like his skill sets are going to be an asset to her life. And yeah. men have to feel needed. They have to feel kind of this hero instinct around a woman to really fall in love with her. And if he's not feeling that, you know, the attraction can be there, the chemistry can be there, but just the the love, the desire to commit to her just won't be there because something's going to feel like it's just missing or there might not even be a spark to begin with 
And that spark is, you know, the polarity between the masculine and the feminine, the mm-hmm. North Pole, South Pole, that pull towards each other. And, and that's where mm-hmm. attraction comes from, you know, sexual attraction. Mm-hmm. And that is just missing. Like these women, they're beautiful, but guys are just like, oh, I just don't know. I, oh, I don't know. Cause, cause a lot of people don't have words for this. They don't really, unless you really right. study into the dynamics between attraction and um, men and female relationships, they'll be like, I don't know. I just didn't feel it. And then, um, and then also to your point about ambitious women, and I used to be this way cause I'm pretty ambitious and I've always been like, well, if I put my, my, you know, my head to something, like I'm going to go, I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out, which is a great skill to have. But with yeah. men, you can't just will them into loving you or like into winning them over. <laughs> it has to be like really their idea. And, and I learned through my coach that it's all about positioning. But what I would do is like, I would just make it happen. You know, like if I wanted to go after it. So that's what I think a lot of women are, are doing. Although I do see a pendulum swing more towards femininity you see a lot on like tiktok even like in worldly circles uh, mm-hmm. which is great yeah. but then christians a lot of times it'll be the same thing that we talked about that restraint of like they've really restrained their sexuality they've um shut it down and yeah. they're not flirty at all with men they're, they don't right. show um a I hate to say sexual because that has such a, a bad connotation to it because, of course, we're supposed to, like, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, think upon those things. We're not meant to be arousing lust and, um, you know, sexual temptation in men. But there is something to be said of being sensual and being attractive and sexually attractive to a man without showing off your body, without um, – you know, saying overtly sexual things, but just in the way that you uh, like slow things down, the way you talk, the way you, um, yeah, just draw men in with what you're sh- what, what you're saying, the way you're saying it. I feel like a lot of women they've been told like that's bad, like that's going to lead to temptation, that's going to lead you immediately have sex with this guy. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna struggle and lust a lot after you. Then again, taking on another person's feelings, another person like taking responsibility for them, which we can't do. And so a lot of these women, they don't know how to flirt. They have no idea and they get really anxious around men and they kind of shut that side down. So they're so active in church. They're, you know, they're active in their career. They want to be a mom. They want to be a wife. Um, Maybe they have also not invested in like fashion or makeup and, you know, these ways to enhance your beauty because they're like, that's vain, that's worldly. And so you you have these two like talking about guys and girls like very um you know i don't want to say unattractive to one another but they're certainly not being pulled towards one another in that way and so that's why i think you have all these like singles groups and all these um older 20s 30s 40s that are single because they just have shut down any their sex drive essentially and so they're not really attracting one another and they're um deeming that part of it as, as worldly when yeah. it's not like it's from the Lord. Yeah. And so that's what I think. Yeah, that's good. So if you could like boil that down a little bit, let's say I'm, you know, I'm a 32 year old single woman and I've, I'm doing well in my career and, you know, I have a house and a dog. And the truth is, as I don't need a man in my life right mm-hmm. now, like logistically, right. I'm working hard at work because what else am I going to do from nine to five? Right. And, you know, I go to church. I have like Christian friends there, but I'm not 
finding attraction with men that I want? You know, what, what would be your diagnosis only knowing that much and this like solution for her? Because frankly, I think I have quite a few followers that fall into that category. As women? Yeah. Yeah. I would first just say like, I know it's hard and I'm like, I see you and it can feel like you're so alone and that you're like the only one, but you're really not. And there is so much hope. Hey, y'all just wanted to take a moment and thank the sponsor of today's episode, which is myself. This show is actually a part of the Narrow Way Man brand, which is my online outlet to provide wisdom, motivation, and practical guidance for modern men. I've been blessed to take part in incredible transformations and breakthroughs with younger and middle-aged men who are in a season of crisis or a season of stagnation and are ready to make a big change, but are fed up with trying irrelevant churchy principles or recycled secular strategies that are void of biblical foundations. If you are a man who is truly ready to take responsibility and break out of your current plateau, there is a link in the show notes to apply for a coaching program. Thanks again for listening and let's get back to the show. So I would say first, like, are you using like all your resources to find men? Are you online dating? If you're uncomfortable online dating, have you looked into that? Have you, you know, really pressed into that? Because online dating is such a great way to meet people. Um, and then I'd also say, um, are you are you really putting yourself out there at church? Are you um, wearing dresses to church? Are you looking feminine when you go to church? Are you, you know, tr- are you being vulnerable enough to like try? Um, some are, but some aren't. And um, are you looking for other like singles events around, you know, around your city, around your state and going there? Now, I also run into women who are like, I'm doing that. I'm doing all these things. I'm involved. And to that, like sometimes like as a date, I'm a dating coach and as a dating coach, like I can't make men appear out of thin air. And so there, there is kind of a sense where it's like, yeah, like it is hard. And I would say if you're, if you don't live in like a city and you, I think a lot of these girls live in rural areas, mm-hmm. I would say at least on the weekends, like try to go to the city, maybe with some friends and like set up some dates so that you can go and meet some guys in the city. Um, but, but it is really hard, but just don't give up hope. That's the biggest thing. Don't give up hope and learn how to like online date. Well, I actually have like a workshop where I teach women how to do that because it's, it's not, it's not your only lifeline, but it is a huge asset to do online dating. Um, and I would say, just, just keep putting yourself out there as much as you can. And if you feel confident in your femininity, if you feel confident in, you know, your desirability, but if you don't, I would say get help, like get a coach to help you, um, and, and even ask the coach, like, hey, do you sense anything in me that might be like repelling men or, you know, being like standoffish? Because I'll tell you, I get on calls with some girls and I can tell immediately, like, I'm uncomfortable talking to them. Like, I feel put off by them. And they just have just, you know, this attitude of just kind of like um, to kind of a defensive attitude. And I think it's hard as you go older because like when you have been single for longer, it's hard not to get wounded and it's hard not to lose some hope. So you do kind of have these walls up, but, um, so yeah, I would say, you know, you have nothing to lose by going to a coach. Maybe there's something you could learn. Um, but just ultimately trust the Lord, but there are other things that you can be doing just to make sure that you are, you know, doing everything you can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. 
I like I like what you said too about hope. I think that really is foundational because if you don't truly have hope and you're mm-hmm. leaning more on the side of cynicism, like you're not going to be able to relax into feminine energy. Yes. Like if you if you give yourself permission to like trust God fully mm-hmm. and have hope that he will provide for you in some way, only then can you really open yourself up to the type of man that you're looking for is what I would say. Because if you're trying to white knuckle it, do it yourself, mm-hmm. make something happen on your own, that's like a masculine approach to dating. Exactly. It's very counterintuitive, but I, I can understand if you're, you know, if you've been single a while, you're getting older or whatever that means, mm-hmm. that that would be a temptation. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Like on age gaps in dating in my, mm-hmm. in the masculine space, there's a lot of thought on like, not, not necessarily with the Christian influencers because we would never say such things, but um, <laughs> there's a lot of thoughts on, you know, older guys dating younger women and that kind of thing. And, and women preferring older men and that kind of stuff. What are your takes there? Yeah. You know, I've I've never really cared too much about personally age gaps. I've dated a guy who's like six years younger. Um, and I think it's just really like your preference. I say just be open to it, you know, like be open to because if they have the maturity, then yeah. it doesn't really matter, you know, yeah. and same with guys with girls that are older. I understand the thing about like wanting to have kids. But if yeah. you're I mean, if you just have like so many women interested in you and, you know, you're not, you probably wouldn't be listening to these podcasts in, in that case, you know, because you wouldn't probably need to, right? Wow, but, just call it about. Uh... Hey, man, I listen to these podcasts too. But, um, but if you are like, I really want to find a quality girl, or I want to find a quality guy, I would say open your age ranges up. Because like, if, you know, if a woman is older, maybe older 30s, yeah, it's gonna be a little harder to conceive. But also, you can always adopt. And wouldn't you rather be with somebody who is like such a solid partner for you and that you just, you love and, and, you know, just feels good with them. And so same with women and, and like older men, a lot of times, like they will be more mature and they are, you know, if you're ready to have a family, they'll be probably more ready to have a family. Now I've definitely met some really young guys who are like, Oh, I'm ready right away. Like I want to have kids at like 25, 24, you yeah. know, let's do this. Um, but I would just say be open. You just you just don't know what you're saying no to because you don't know. I think that's a big thing in dating too is that we we think we know everything. I mean, I think I know everything sometimes. I'm totally guilty of that. You know, of like, oh, I don't want to go to that event. Like, I already know all the people that are going to be there. Like, there's no sure. way I would meet somebody or, you know, what kind of people will be. Like, I know I have mixers. Um, and sometimes there's this thought of like, oh, I don't want to show up because I already assume there's going to be just one type of person there. Like, would I really be into a person that would go to that type of thing? But it's like, first of all, you are single. So take a slice of humble pie and you don't know what you don't know. So just try. Sure. What are your thoughts? What's the alternative? You're going to stay home alone. Yeah, exactly. Might as well go out, socialize. My thoughts on that are similar. I also see men that look for advice on game like you mentioned earlier a lot of guys don't have game whatever that is but like (laughs) to me and i talked with mike pantile on this on on our podcast but it's like Mm -hmm. you know really what you're probably missing is just social acuity like a lot of a lot of men just aren't good socially period and it's like don't try to fix how you talk to women when you don't even talk to people that's so true 
It's like, yes. that's where you need to start. And so, yep. especially if you're a dude, I guess, yeah, for women too. Like if, if you're single yep. and you're trying to find someone and your options are go to an event or not, you should probably just go like yeah. <laughs> period. Unless like, I know you need to organize your sock drawer, but that can probably wait, like go to the event, you know? Yeah. What are your thoughts on long distance relationships? It's really funny right now. I'm seeing a lot of influencers in my space talk about, go talk to girls, go meet them in person. And mm. then they themselves are like finding people online. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, could there be a, 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 a shift in the trend? Because yeah, I'm noticing like, at least for, for my audience, like if they are looking for one of the most concentrated pools of like-minded people going to like my follower list is probably a good place to start mm -hmm. or depending on who you're or probably your follower list. It's like, totally. that's going to have, like, I would imagine most of your followers are women. So it's like, Hmm, where, <laughs> where could you go? Like, not that you would go and like message all these women, but the point is, is like digital yeah. spaces allow us to be very uh, compartmentalized and concentrated. Right. Totally. Yeah, I, I mean, it does add in a factor of complexity, of course, you know, getting to know somebody long distance. But at the end of the day, it's like, why not? I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that. Now, I'm wondering if the people who say like, go out and meet people, women in person are saying that to the people who need more like social skills, you know, and need sure. more practice. And yeah. so I'm like, oh, I can see that of like, yeah, like don't hide behind a screen. Right. But I would say do both. <laughs> you know, like you only, I, I, we had a conference. I did this talk about like, imagine it's like fishing poles. The more fish, the more lines you drop in a pond, the more likely you're going to catch a fish. So use online dating, use your friends, say, hey, set me up, stalk some people on Instagram, you know, slide into some DMs. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with long distance. I mean, it's more ideal to do it, you know, where yeah. you can see them in person every day or every week and stuff. And they're in your friend group. Like, wouldn't we all just love that? You know, but we're not in right. high school anymore. We're not in college anymore. And th that's just not really a, it, it's, it comes down in my opinion, a lot of times to like a victim mindset or not. I'm like so big on this of, of like, you actually are in control of your life way more than sometimes you give yourself credit for. And yeah. we a lot of times want to just give our power away. Well, they don't live close. Well, I don't want to do online dating. Mm, online dating's not for me. Mm, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And it's like, well, you know what? Like, how bad do you want your outcome? Do you want to get married or not? Do you want to find somebody or not? Well, then do what it takes to find it. Like, stop yeah. making excuses. Stop saying, well, I don't want to. It's like, well, I can't help you if you don't want to do, like, you have to be willing to put in the work to try to find somebody. Um, right. And I think, honestly, if people found the right one, you know, if you if you ask married couples, like, would you have not dated her if, if, it, if you knew what she was like now and it was going to be long distance? Like, none of them would be like, no, it wouldn't be worth it. They'd all be like, oh my gosh, a thousand times, yes, it'd be harder, but I would totally do it. So you're really just counting yourself out of the game if you're if you have all these stipulations and you're close to all these different options for love yeah 100% what's funny is i did not go to that conference that you mentioned but uh -huh. i totally use 
a fishing analogy the same way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just, mine is with trot lines. And it's this idea, Mm -hmm. you put a line in the water with all these hooks on it. Mm -hmm. And you're not really thinking, you don't really know which ones are going to hit and which ones won't, but you you just put extra hooks in. Like, and you go and check them every now and then. It's like, why not do that? Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I tell girls to do with online dating. I'm like, just put it on another device. And like, I, I have it on another device for me because I'm like, I don't want to be like checking it all the time and just check it once a day, be on it for 15 minutes a day and then put it away and then go on your way. Like, you're like, I don't want to do online dating. And it's like, I mean, there's so much more to it also about like mindset, which yep. is why I like created a whole workshop around it because mm-hmm. it, I've, I've been on like over 70 first dates, most of them from online dating. And so once you kind of get the groove of it, you're like, oh, this actually isn't so hard. It's not so bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, you just have to have the right expectations for it. And same with like the, you know, putting all your hooks down. If you're like, okay, I'm for sure going to get one, then you might be pretty disappointed. And then as a coping mechanism being like, I don't even want to go there anymore because I don't want to open my heart up to being so disappointed again. But if we don't take the risk, like we're never really like risk versus reward, you know, there's some things that you just have to take the risk for and, and or else you're never going to get the reward. 100%. Okay. We have to talk about something real quick. You just slid in real, real easy that you've done 70 first dates. (laughs) So I want to talk about that. Actually, I'm at 80 now. Okay. Yeah. She's at 80 now. Okay. I know. So I'm guessing you live in a bigger area. Yeah. I'm in San Diego. So there's lots okay. of Okay. That helps. Very yeah, much yeah. so. More lots population. Of very adults. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. Next question for my predominantly male audience. <laughs> With the experience you've had, what are like top two or three things that guys mess up on the first date? Mm. Okay. First thing is, and now this one's controversial. Some girls, I don't know. I personally we need think the truth, oh, Mel. Tell us the truth. Well, it's this one's hard because I think a low budget date is the best for, but you have to spend something, just spend some money, but don't go all out like planning this elaborate, like we're going to go do this and this and this. I would say just like, I personally like coffee, but maybe like have a twist to it, like coffee and a walk around the the bay or, um, you know, like have sure. something. I remember one time I went on a walk with a guy and he brought like mandarins and I was just like, that was so thoughtful. Like he's like, I thought we could have like a little snack. And I was just like, that was so sweet. And it was like, he was like providing, you know? So I would say just like do something little because if you're going to be going on a lot of dates, I understand financially, like that is tough. Don't like plan a huge, big, fancy dinner unless you've like met her before. Okay. So that's the first thing. Um, and then the second thing is do not treat it like a job interview. I've been on dates where, um, yeah. where, you know, it's just like going down the list, like, how's your relationship with your family? Like how's, you know, I, I don't even know the other questions. Just Keep it light and easy. All you need to know on the first date is, do I want to go on another date with this girl? Do I just Mm -hmm. have fun with her? Just like baseline fun. And don't feel like it's a performance because a lot of men go into it being like, I need to woo her. I need to convince her that I'm amazing. And then they're also like listing off all their accomplishments and which is fine, but you will find you're doing a lot of the talking here and you're just blah, 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 blah. And she's just sitting there like, oh my gosh, this is so boring. Like, it's great that he, you know, makes a lot of money. Like I do like that. But at the end of the day, this is boring and I'm just not feeling it. So you want to just 
like treat it like a conversation, just connect. Um, And then number three, I would say probably the communication leading up to it. I feel like as guys get older, they learn more, but make sure that you're saying like, okay, let's meet here. Let's at this time, does this time work for you? Don't just ask her like, what do you want to do? Or where do you want to eat? Or like, give her some options so that she can choose. But you want to be like, I always say like this for girls, I say, pretend like you are the guest and they're the host. So for this, pretend like you're the host and they're the guest. So if you're hosting somebody, what would you do? You would make the plans, you would make the accommodations, and you would just make sure to let them know when to be there, when to be ready. You might ask them, like, do you have any dietary restrictions? You know, do you have any preferences? But ultimately, you're the one who's responsible. That's how you need to treat this date. Um, And like from start to finish, and actually for the whole like relationship, you're the host, they're the guest. Um, and that's been a really helpful analogy for myself and for women. So those would be my three things. That's really good. The host and the guest. That's really, really good. Thank you. Guys need something really simple like that. Yeah. And they'll be like, wait, I've never hosted anything. It's like, yeah, I should probably do that. But <laughs> well, there we go back to just have social skills, host a party. Yeah. Ho- yeah. Like that's, that's true. Like a lot of them are missing these like basic core skills as a man. Yeah. Women do too, but, um, right. But yeah. Just adult stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Adult stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really good. Cause that's a good framework to say, Hey, just be the host, act like you're the host that, and you're not going to make your guest work for the event. Like you're doing right. work for the event. The guest is going to exactly. like chime in here Show or there. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good. Thank you for listening. If this episode was valuable to you, I will probably never know that. Unless you do me the favor of leaving a five-star review and hitting the follow button for this podcast. Doing that is going to let me know to keep producing this kind of content, and it's going to help other people just like you discover it as well. I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next time on The Path.